Hey everyone and welcome to episode 12 of the Karina Duffy Fitness Podcast. So within this podcast I just want to go make fat loss a little bit easier for people in three simple steps. So I went into this more in detail in episode one but just to kind of break it down a little bit again in simpler format especially for my clients this week I just kind of wrote it down and did actually a live video on this subject also on my Instagram and Facebook page if you want to check that out but just to break it down again I said I would do a podcast on the three simple building blocks that I use for fat loss that you can incorporate into a four-week plan and also at the end I want to do a quick mindset section of how to break away from the old you and to stop going backwards to the old you because you feel a little bit more comfortable there and I just want to kind of give you a few steps that you can keep moving forward and believe in yourself and not go back to the old you so without further ado I'm just going to run into the first question then so the three building blocks for a good foundation of fat loss that you could incorporate into any four-week plan as just a starting point. Remember, it takes 60 days to create a habit, a new habit, and 60 days to break one. So these little building blocks, the foundation of fat loss I'm going to give you right now, is going to see you through for fat loss for the rest of your life, regardless of what energy out you have or where, what age you are, this is going to see you through. So the first building block is the most important building block of the foundation of fat loss is calories. The second block is going to be your neat. It's your neat is all your daily movement. It's your non-gym movement. So movement to breathe, movement to eat, energy to eat food, energy to digest food, energy to even snore at night. All movement outside of your gym is your neat. Then the third building block, which is the not that important, but it is. But if I was to pick two important ones, it would be number one and two, your calves and your neat. The third one is your workouts. The third one is there to make you feel good. The third one is there workouts to tone your body, to shape your body, to make you stronger, for stronger bone density, for better posture. It is really important, but without the first two in check, the calories and your daily movement, the third one, you could be in the gym six days a week, which is beneficial to your head and beneficial to your happy hormones and endorphins released. But if you're looking for fat loss, which we're talking about right now, you're not really going to get it if you're, if you're still in a surplus with your calories every day and if your daily movement is down also. So let's go back to our first building block at the foundation of fat loss, which is calories. I've say it again over and over and over again people message me online people say to me in class and face to face what macros should I be eating as in how much protein how much carbs how much fat that really doesn't matter until you get a hold of your calories to suit your goal so for fat loss you have to be in a calorie deficit I say I repeat this over and over and over again but I think the more you repeat something and the more you filter something in from listening to it in a podcast like this the more it is going to eventually sink in and it'll be it'll resonate with you and you'll be like, yes, the light bulb moment's there, do you know? So let's just say for me, for me, for instance, I have to eat 2,100 calories per day to stay the shape I am. If I want to go in a calorie deficit, if I want to lose, we'll say one or two pounds, which for my weight and my frame, I would not recommend for any of my clients. If anything, my weight will be going up with muscle mass. But let's just say I wanted to lose two or three pounds, maybe seven pounds, we'll say. 
I would go on a slight calorie deficit of maybe 2000 calories, maybe 1900 calories at a push per day. A slight moderate deficit of 200 calories per day. That's including my energy out, which would be my three workouts a week and my walking every day. That alone will get me my my seven pounds off over a period of time. That's not going to put me in a binging situation where I say I want to lose seven pounds in a week. Absolutely, I probably would lose seven pounds in a week by going on a juice diet, three juices a day. I probably would lose the seven pound, but it's seven pound of water weight. It's seven pound of muscle tone that took me so long to build up that I'm wasting, like my body has to feed off something. So when you go into these juice diets and when you go into these shake diets, you are okay. It's going to push you in a calorie deficit, but how how low of a calorie deficit where if you're working out three times a week doing heavy sessions, where are you going to get your energy from? You are going to get your energy from the precious muscle that took you so long to build up, as in your muscle tone, as in no more jiggly love handles, no more jiggly um, tricep or the um, the love handles, no more jiggly triceps, um, which is the queen's wave and stuff like that. So that to build up muscle tone is like having gold dust on your body. It really, really is. Fat is only there as an insulation. So think of yourself when you're thinking of fat is how much insulation do I actually really need to keep me warm and protect my organs? Not that much. But a lot of us, unfortunately, a lot of population, a lot of the population of the world has come into the obese side of the um, scale which obese now is kind of, it's very broad really because it's bodybuilders are classed as obese, but carrying a few more stone than what they shouldn't be carrying basically. So you have to think yourself as um, a boiler for water in a house, the big cylinder for to boil the water. We put a lavender jacket on that to keep the water warm. Now the lavender jacket's not that thick compared to the size of the water boiler in the house. So you have to imagine how much insulation do you actually need in your body. We don't need that much to be fair. Now some people carry a lot more insulation than others and they find it a lot harder to keep it off but um, that all comes down to how how badly do you want to take the fat off? How badly do you want to be healthy and to be able to move better and to keep your blood pressure down and to maybe stop having your borderline diabetes, to stop having your binging and just to be able to walk into a clothes shop and fit on clothes. Now, I know loads of people who are plus size and are really, really, really happy in their shape because they're fit. They're really fit. They've gotten their fitness level up. They've gotten their strength. They've gotten their cardio level up, but they just haven't got to breaking through to the next stage of fat loss yet and that's absolutely fine but if you're listening to this and you're sitting there eating a packet of biscuits or you're sitting there sitting outside McDonald's going oh maybe she's right I'll start tomorrow start now you're obviously starting now by listening to this podcast so that's why calories are really 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 important is the building block number one if you're in a surplus all the time and you're working out six days a week you are still not going to get results you're basically just cancelling out the surplus of food that you're eating in order to cut the excess fat and start chipping away at that old shitty fat that's been sitting on your body for far too long and ruining your body shape and the whole shebang you need to go on a calorie deficit and still kill your workouts, still get your three workouts in a week. So what I found happening this week, and this is why I'm doing the podcast with my clients is, especially ones that are on this phase two of my online program, is they're smashing their workouts because they're getting stronger and they're loving it. And that generally is what happens when we get used to our workouts, we get stronger and better and we want to go harder. Then what happens with that is, 
Number two of the building block goes down, which is neat or daily movement, which is the middle ground of the foundation, the block and the foundation of fat loss. Because we're doing our workouts, we might be a little bit stiff the next day. We don't want to walk to work. We'll get the bus instead. Might not get out for a walk at lunchtime because, do you know what? I'll take today off because I'm back in the gym tomorrow or I'm back doing my workout at home tomorrow. And this is the mindset that we put ourselves in. So it's changing that habit. It's changing that mindset. You have to move your body daily, on a daily basis, whether that's through working out, whether that's through walking. If you cannot get your steps in coming into the winter months or coming into shorter days, darker evenings, darker mornings, you need to get yourself some sort of cardio machine in your house, whether it's a cheap bike online, whether it's a cheap treadmill, whether it's a cheap cross trainer, you need to get some sort of machine that you can move your body when you come home in the evening. If it's not an option to get out for a walk, I would 100% always pick the first option of getting out in fresh air, getting out in nature and doing your walk. Whether it's walking to work in the morning, whether it's getting off a few bus stops earlier, whether it's getting out at lunchtime and walking around the block, whether it's just offering to go to the shop for someone in work just to get your steps in. I would prefer that because it's really, really good for your head and it's really good for switching off from life, from work and resetting yourself before you go about the next part of your day. So I would prefer getting your daily movement in through that first. So that's one of the reasons why, maybe the most reason why people's daily movement goes down when they start a new workout routine. And there's another reason why people's daily movement and their workouts may go down when they're starting calories. If you haven't got professional advice and you're just picking your own calorie deficit, which may be too low for your body, then you won't have any energy to do any of the building blocks, number two or three. You won't be able to move your body on a daily basis, which is natural movement that we should be doing every day anyway. And you definitely will not be able to do your third building block of the foundation of fat loss, which is workouts. So if your calories are far, far too low, you really, really need to get professional advice or even just talk to somebody online, a professional, and just ask them. Because I've seen it far too often when I worked in gyms is people coming in for consultations. You ask them how many calories you're on or I'm actually tracking my food on a food tracker and I'm on 800 calories a day. And the same person is in the gym seven days a week because they have a big occasion coming up for a wedding, an engagement party, um, a night birthday night out or something. And I'm looking at them going, I give them all the advice I can in a nice, professional, friendly, I want to help you way, but they just don't listen. They just do not want to listen. So if you're on this on 800 calories a day or doing what I did in the past and went on juice diets coming up to a holiday or something like that, don't waste your money. Don't do it and don't put yourself into a hole, a pit of depression by going on an 800 calorie diet. Do you know a child's diet for to keep healthy should be between 12 and 1300 or even 1500 per day? They need a higher outage than us because they're so busy. So could you imagine an adult with a busy lifestyle, kids running around, full-time working, coming home, cooking, probably doesn't sit down until 12 o'clock at night and then has to go to bed and get up and do it all again at 6 o'clock the next morning, running on less sleep, running on high stress and running on not that much food. That is, to me, is chaos and it's going to end up with hitting a block wall and that's it, you are going to get a complete burnout. So it's not, it's not right, it's not good. I've learned down through the years the three simple building blocks that I can go by and I 
can confidently recommend to my clients is one, get your starting calories. Have whatever the hell you want within them calories for the first few weeks until you get a hold of eating within those calories. Then what I would suggest is then try look to see where you're going to get energy-filled calories from. Energy-filled calories is nutritious food that you can get more of for less calories, i.e. vegetables and fruits would be the number two things, two food groups that I would go, hey-ho, you can have five or six plates of vegetables a day and still not come anywhere near your daily calories and you'd be full, completely full. But if you're not anyway into what nutrients are in vegetables and where are you going to get your proteins and where are you going to get all your nutrients from within fruits, legumes and nuts and all that. I would suggest keeping to meat proteins and fish proteins and egg proteins and quinoa proteins for the first while. So you're definitely getting an adequate amount of proteins in your body per day as well. People get obsessed with this. Karina, how much protein should I be eating? Karina, I'm not hitting my daily target. Within my app and within any food tracking app, they give you an overestimate of what your proteins should be per day to suit your body weight and your body and your height. So if you're overweight and you're five foot two, of course your proteins are going to say get a 210 grams of protein per day because you're overweight, you're carrying a bigger frame. Ideally, what I say to my clients is it's very easy to get 20 to 30 grams of protein per breakfast, lunch and dinner either through three eggs, four eggs, one of them being a full egg, the rest being egg whites, boiled, scrambled, whatever the hell you want for breakfast. Then lunch, you could have a piece of fish with veg, a little bit of potatoes, rice, whatever, carbs of your choice. And then dinner the same, another piece of fish or maybe an omelette or mix it up with something like that. Or maybe a big salad of quinoa with feta cheese, loads of different things. Again, all these recipes are on my highlights in my Instagram or else they're down along my page or they're in my recipe books if you download my app. Karina Duffy Fitness for Android. If you're on Apple, you're just going to have to message me on one of my social media accounts or hello at Karina Duffy Fitness, K-O-R-I-N-A.com and I will send you over the links to those also. So that's why the number one building block for fat loss is calories. The second one is your niche, which is your daily movement. Guys, when this goes down with your workouts going up and your calories being in check, when your daily movement goes down, you will get to a stage where you won't move with your progress and you have to look at the building blocks. Where am I going wrong in one, two and three? Okay, if I'm not counting my calories, I need to cop on and get back on it again. If I'm doing my workouts really well and I'm just kind of going meh to my calories and I have four stone to lose or I have a stone to lose, well then you're not really going to get results like to the point you want where when you get, the way I kind of say to my clients is, why not work hard for about eight weeks? Get down to a comfortable size where you're not, you don't really have to try to maintain, you can maintain your weight there at a nice weight, a nice shape, and you don't really have to try that hard. Why not work eight weeks and see what you can achieve within eight weeks? Then if you can sit there comfortably for eight weeks at that certain size or that certain frame, and then if you still have more to lose, well then go again for another eight weeks and see what you can achieve. But again, it's sticking to the three simple building blocks, calories, neat, workouts simple as that um how many workouts a week should you do i would recommend minimum three um when i started up with my clients on phase one and phase two um i changed the workouts around i've added on a day and give them four days a week uh, or else i added on sets instead of giving three sets i added on four sets maybe drop the reps down from 12 to 10 if i'm adding on four steps or four um sets 
of each exercise just to make it a little bit easier. So you can always play around with your workouts to kind of move. You will hit a plateau with your workouts. You probably will hit a plateau. You'll never hit a plateau with your calories because let's face it, if you're in a calorie deficit and you're doing really well, like if it comes a time where you're doing really well in your calorie deficit and you're just not there yet to fit into a dress, maybe drop your calorie deficit by maybe 100 more calories a day. And that small little step over a long period of time is going to see you through to get to your results. So there's always a way of mimicking and variable, varying your workouts, varying your niche. So instead of walking one way into work, walk another way into work that might be a hill up either coming home from work or going into work. So you're kind of moving your body and challenging your body day to day differently. It might be cycling to work. It might be going for a long hike at the weekend, going up mountains, down mountains, challenging your body in a different way that makes you move your body daily in a different way, which makes you burn calories different in a daily, in a different way daily. So likewise, how can I vary, how can I vary up my niche, my building block number two is and if you're always on the cross trainer and the treadmill at home, maybe get out onto the road, maybe do a little bit of hit, get onto YouTube, boom, hit 10 minutes. You're moving your body and challenge it, challenge, challenging it in a different way. Okay, the hit and the work and the cross trainer and all that is classed as building block number three workouts. But if you cannot move your body normally as it's meant to move during the day and you're on a bus, you're in a car, you're sitting down sedentary, well, then you need to get some form of cardio in. And if it has to be a machine, it has to be a machine. I always recommend getting out. So guys, that's the three building blocks to fat loss. If you want to get more on this, you can go to my Instagram page. I now have a YouTube channel, by the way, which is Queen of Duffy Fitness. You can have a look there. If it's not uploaded this week, it'll probably be uploaded the next week or two. Or else you can find it on my social media channels, the actual video I did of this with myself and a whiteboard. So that's the three building blocks of fat loss. The next one I want to get into is the little bit of mindset which I think is needed for people who are trying to change their shape, trying to change their mindset, trying to change the relationship with food, trying to change the relationship with yourself. And the more we think about something and the more focus we give to something, we manifest it into either good or bad, depending on what we're thinking of. So the next um, little part of the podcast, I just want to talk about mindset. So you want to change and you're implementing all the three blocks of the foundation of fat loss but next thing we have the biggest block ever and literally it's the biggest block is you you are changing but you keep on reverting back to the old you why would you think that this is happening just going by personal experience and experience with my clients and how they revolve and how they progress on is we the biggest block for us humans is from our shoulders up it's our head we think too much. Do you know that we get over 90,000 thinks or 90,000 memories or 90,000 downloads in our brain every day? And a good percentage of that is memories and thinking from yesterday. So we are actually like Google and Microsoft. We are constantly downloading, constantly thinking. And do you know what? If, you're, if we have over 90,000 think or 90,000 thinking concepts per day in our brain, what, what about if that's food? If you're constantly thinking of food, how can we change that? And how can we sh shift your thinking to something else to be one of the other 80,000 thinking or one of the other 80,000 memories or one of the other 80,000 downloads that we're downloading in our brain that we're storing there? And we're constantly like software, like a computer software. Well, 
I was meeting with Aideen from Mindfulness, um, from Grow Your Mind Mindfulness during the week. And I've, been, I've met her a few times because I just couldn't grasp mindfulness and why we should be doing it. Like this hairy fairy shit, why like, um, you know, I like yoga and all that, but I'm just not there yet. Maybe when I'm older, but I really want to get a grasp of how to get out of my head. And she explained it really well. She goes, Karina, the mindfulness is there to get out of your head. You're, you're always going to be thinking. Your mind's always going to be wandering. And you need to let it wander in order to be alive and to be human. But she goes, it's not, you, you never want to clear your mind because you're never going to get it. But what you can do is you can check out of your, your head every now and again and think about your body, the rest of your body from the shoulder, from the neck down. And I went, hmm. That's interesting. She said, yes, we do it through breathing exercises. We do it through just even sitting in the car in the morning. If you're going into work stressed and the traffic is bad, it's raining, hold your steering wheel and just breathe and concentrate on your breathing. She said, your mind's going to wander and you need to to concentrate on the road. But if you just take a few seconds stuck in traffic and concentrate on your breath, it'll instantly relax you. She goes, take a few minutes during your day and have a nice cup of tea, nice cup of coffee, hold it in your hand and focus on the nice warm cup in your hand. She goes, you're taking yourself out of your mind and your brain for a few minutes. So could you imagine if we use these tools and how I do it is, I like getting out in nature. I like getting out walking, especially when I was working full-time in the city. I loved getting outside because I just felt like I was blocked in between four walls for too long. So I loved getting outside, getting fresh air. I went to the local park there. I got out in nature and that instantly calms you. So that's been mindful. That's been mindful of you to get out of the environment that you're in for a long period of time and just reset and go back again. And I've said this loads of time, going times going in and out of offices where people were working, sitting down with bad posture, on a chair, humped over at a laptop screen with their neck tilted up to the ceiling and a hump in their body, wrecking their back, destroying their neck, destroying their posture, and more importantly, destroying their mind that they were not taking a break, eating their food at the desk, which is completely wrong. I will never, ever, ever say yes to that. You need to take your food away from the desk. Unless there is somebody dying on the other end of the phone that you need to be there at the desk. That's the only time I would say eat at your desk. Otherwise, you're getting away from your desk. And if you're a manager listening to this or if you're a CEO or whatever, you need to make sure you implement this into your employees day to day, whatever, their contract, leave your desk for your break. Because otherwise you're setting them up for failure. You're setting them up to having sick days. You're setting them up to burnout. You're setting them up to hate their job. Like you cannot do that. So being mindful is stepping away from your desk for your lunch, getting outside for fresh air, having a nice cup of tea in a quiet area to yourself to actually just think, oh, do you know what? This is nice and relaxing. I'm away from the computer. I'm away from the kids. I'm away from whatever. And I just need five minutes to myself to be selfish for five minutes and by doing that you're taking the focus from your brain from your day-to-day routine and focusing on your cup of tea in your hand maybe focusing on your walking outside and feeling your fingers are they cold are they warm feeling the ground and just resetting and by doing that you are taking yourself out of your own head for five minutes during the day which is really really 
really, really important, guys. Because if you're constantly thinking about food and you are constantly thinking about a fit being a failure in your newfound healthy living and constantly thinking that, oh, I won't go, I won't have time to go to my workout today. We need to step outside of that constantly doing and rushing and actually getting nothing done and just take five minutes. So when people say to me, I cannot stop thinking about food, I cannot stop drinking at night time when I go home from work, you need to start thinking about other things mm-hmm. apart from the wine, apart, you need to keep busy with a nice book, with a podcast, meet a friend for a walk, go for a cup of coffee. There's actually loads of other things you can be doing besides drinking, by the way. Like there's loads of other things you can be doing besides drinking. It's There's no excuse to be doing it every evening after work or every evening at home. Absolutely no excuse. Get out for a walk. Even stick on Netflix and watch a series that you'd be interested in. Stick on a podcast. Read a book. When you start filling your brain with information that will support you and moving on in your life that's the, that's going to be the turning point for you. That was the turning point for me. It was reading books that changed my mindset and I got really addicted to them um, for a while and then I kind of eased off and got into podcasts then instead. But you need to be filling yourself with information that supports you and your goal, not filling yourself with negative thoughts, not hanging around with negative people, not being the third person in a group of alcoholics, not being the third person in a group of not giving a shit about themselves, not being the third person in a group of sitting in the canteen and oh, I might get McDonald's or whatever. You are your own person. You can make your own decision to get out of that environment for at least 10 minutes for a walk, at least five minutes for a cup of tea, reset and come back in. And the more you do it, the more it will come the norm for you. And don't ever excuse yourself to be stepping out of an environment that doesn't suit you to reset, get back into your own shoes and get back again. And the other thing I want to talk about is having 10 dress sizes in your wardrobe for just in case moments. If you have dropped three or four dress sizes and then three or four dress sizes of baggy, huge massive clothes are still sitting in your wardrobe and they don't fit you anymore because you've lost weight you need to bin them up and put them in a charity shop give them to somebody to use for cleaning cars or something like that or somebody who's just not there yet and is that size and just hasn't grasped the fact that they need to change for the better for themselves get rid of them because that's what I used to do I used to have loads of different dress sizes and loads of different jean sizes in my wardrobe for just in case moments because my weight fluctuated up and down until I got a hold of it and realized that I don't need to be doing the dog with my food. I do not need to be eating that much. I only need a certain amount of food to survive. Anything after that is something nice for me that I can not reward myself, but I can enjoy then. Because if you're having something nice every day or having alcohol every day, what have you to look forward to? After a busy week, what have you to look forward to after a week of doing good workouts, smashing your targets at work, being really good around the house, being mindful of looking after yourself during the week? What have you to look forward to? You have taken the nice out of your life and the looking forward to something out because you're having it every day and you're probably having it more often during the day than you should be as well. So you need to look at that side of things as well. Look at your wardrobe. Look at where you're going to throw things out. Look at your presses. If you're holding on to empty like pastas that are gone off, different things and all that, get rid of them. When people start with me, I say to them, clear out your wardrobes of any old you. Clear out your presses, your cupboards of any foods that don't support you and your goal. Keep temptation out of the house. 
maybe change a few nights out, drinking nights out and like maybe big dinner nights out for a while um, until you get a hold of being able to say, no, I will not get in a round of drink. No, I will not get in a round of wine. I'm going to drink the drink that I want to drink tonight because I just don't want to feel like crap tomorrow. If you're not, if you don't have the confidence to do that yet, maybe maybe clear, stay clear of situations that are going to put you out drinking for three or four days or that's going to make you not feel good in your goal. Um, or else just, if that's the case, have a gym session booked in the next morning. Have a mate, meet a mate for a run, meet a mate for a walk. So you know that you cannot go out and drink the head of yourself or get really pissed and be really unmotivated the next day to do anything. Have something lined up healthy that it will get you up out of bed the next day, that will get you moving and get you back on track as quick as possible. And loads of water, everything like that as well. So mindset is a huge thing. People just want to revert back to the old selves, to the person that does not support them and how they're feeling, the person that's making them feel sick, the person that's making them feel depressed. And this is all from the shoulders up. From the neck down, we are completely different people. Regardless if you're carrying three or four stone, you can still walk, you can still move, you can still move your body. It's from the, sh- it's from the neck up that the problem is, that we just destroy ourselves with our own thoughts. We need to change them thoughts and that's how you do it. You concentrate every now and again during the day from your neck down, concentrate on your breathing, concentrate on being grateful that your legs can move, concentrate that you're getting stronger in your body with the workouts that you're doing every day, even if the scale is not coming down and the dress size is not going the direction you want it to go in, be grateful that you can move your body in the way that you can within your gym sessions or your workouts. Be open to change and constantly put that horrible fire out in your head that keeps on burning up every now and again and keeps on getting lit going oh you can't do this Karina um, you're going to go back to your old way of eating like I said before I was a smoker and in my eyes I will always be a smoker I just have to be the biggest person the bigger person when I'm out having a few drinks to be able to say no to, to a cigarette it's not what I want to be doing I end up in hospital with pneumonia every time I smoke. I cannot do it. So for that reason, I don't want to end up dying over silly cigarettes because they do not support me in how I want to feel. I do not want my kids to smoke and see me smoking. And if you're listening to this, if you have kids and you are being really unhealthy and you're drinking every evening and you're carrying extra weight, what role model are you being for your kids right now and I know this is really harsh and I'll probably get big loads of backlash for this in messages but you need to be the role model that you want your kids to follow now we all feck up every now and again and mess up every now and again but we're human at the end of the day but if you're constantly doing daily habits that you wouldn't like your kids doing well then now you need to stop that needs to be your biggest motivator Get out with your kids, get walking, get cycling with them, get moving. Um, There's no point throwing your kids into after-school activities to keep them fit because they're going to turn around and go, it's okay because, like, you know, when I leave school and nobody's telling me what to do or nobody's dropping me to football or nobody's dropping me to anything, basketball, scouts, nobody's dropping me to the activity and I'm out on my own and I'm working and I'm older it's okay, I'll just be like mom and dad the way they used to be because they're fine, they live to a certain age. You're 
you want to create good habits in your kids if you listen to this. And by doing that, it's creating good, healthy meals. It's having a, like have a nice food and have a nice things in moderation and actually enjoying them when you do have them. But work hard for them first. Work bloody hard for them first. And then you'll enjoy it more. I enjoy my nights out more now and I enjoy my cocktails because I don't do it all the time. I like going to the gym. I like getting stronger. I like my body moving a better way. I don't like sitting still for too long because unless I'm just lying down in bed or relaxing or watching TV because I want to move my body for as long as I can and that I'm able to do that as well. So 13 minutes in the mindset section, guys. So guys, that was episode 12, the three building blocks and a little bit of mindset section at the end. So if you enjoy this podcast or you think somebody could get a bit of worth from this podcast, a friend, a family member, a work colleague, anybody at all, please feel free to share the podcast. You can do that by getting the share tab and passing it on on your social media channels, WhatsApp, whatever your form of sharing is. And also, if you enjoyed the podcast, I would love to get your feedback. So 100% you could let me know on Instagram or Facebook at KarinaDuffyFitness.com, K-O-R-I-N-A. And thank you for listening to my episode today. And until next week, guys, have a super few days, whatever you're doing, and always be, remember to do things to make you feel good and nobody else. Thanks for listening, guys.